Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, America. It is May 1st, 2016, and you're listening to Billy Jones, the author of Everyday Folks Books and the creator of Everyday Folks Radio. Thank you for joining me for another segment of BJ Speaks, an interview with Mario Vasquez, artist, educator, and veteran. I'd like to first start by saying thank you again to all the continued listeners who can continue to support the efforts of Everyday Folks as we continue to grow our product over the weeks. Since January, the first week of January 2016, we've launched this show and we've taped over 20 episodes thus far. And with your continued support, we're able to bring to you a variety of exciting stories, incredible individuals who, in my opinion, may be everyday folks, but they're extraordinary folks and deserve the recognition of being recognized in this show. If at any time you'd like to speak to me or any of my esteemed guests at any time, you're welcome to call in. At the call-in number, which is 347-539-5372, again, that call-in number is 347-539-5372. And if you're a little shy and you'd prefer to, in, to message your questions, your comments, or requests, you may email me as well at everydaylisten at gmail.com. Again, that is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Just a couple of events are coming up that I do hope listeners who are, who are joining in will continue to support. Two weeks from today, on, Mar- on May 15th, will be the launch of a new show on Everyday Folks, and it is titled Journey into Passion with Amike S. It's a show that will focus on finding your passion in life, and regardless wherever you are in life, finding that pathway and making a difference with whatever you have. And then following that in June next month, June 3rd will be the launch of a daily dose of K-pop, with Stephanie and, and the host of other students. These scholars are former scholars of mine who are now so amazing in their respective work, their interest in journalism, and their fascination with K-pop, which is Korean pop music, which, as many may know, is well influenced by the music culture of America. And many of those artists are now beginning to invade America. And so we're going to be launching a full show that will come on tw- once or twice a month starting in June, to focus on this new phenomenon. So do tune in on those respective days, and as well as every Sunday, for continued support and interesting programming on Everyday Folks. My guest today I'd like to share with you is a very special man. He and I have an an incredible history, and I am so proud of all he's accomplished. I'm going to read the bio of Mario Vasquez. Mario Vasquez, artist, educator, and United States military veteran, was born in Caguas, Puerto Rico, and grew up in the small town of Cidra. After graduating high school, he enlisted in the United States Army National Guard, and he moved to the U.S. Mar- Mario also worked as a postal worker for the U.S. Postal Service in Stratford, Connecticut. He inherited the talent and career interests of his parents. You see, his father is an electronic technician and a photographer, and his mother's a nurse and a teacher. And it's interesting that he's able to combine both of their realities and both of those talent sets into who he is and define who he is today. From winning Teacher of the Year in the, the fourth largest school district in America, his high school at the time when he was teaching, he won the Teacher of the Year Award, to serving as a student success specialist and college professor at Broward College today. Mario epitomizes dedication and servitude to self, the community, and the nation. And I must also say, in the midst of all of this, he is a father, and he's also a doctoral student. So we have a lot of great stuff that we can talk about, but I'm so proud of the man he is, where he is going, and who he will become. Thank you for being on the show, Mario Vasquez. How are you today? How are you, Dr. Jones? Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor and pleasure to be here with everyone. Thank you so much. And as I hope you read that bio. Your bio was quite long, by the way. <laughs> so, you are so awesome, and I'm very proud that you've taken time out of your busy schedule to share in this moment to celebrate you. So, Mario, 
your 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 journey started very interestingly. You were born in Puerto Rico, and you arrived to America at a, at, a, at a young age. I'm assuming. How old were you when you arrived to the U.S.? Well, I'm gonna go way way back. Um, my mother brought me to the Bronx at the age of uh, three months. Um, wow. Then then eventually she moved to Stratford with my father. Um, mm-hmm. My grandfather worked for the GE company, which was in Bridgeport, um, and my father followed the path of my grandfather, which he's also an electronic technician and just runs in the family. And then my brother, the firstborn, is also an electronic technician. And um, mm. I guess it was just my father was following my grandfather. And wow. then eventually wow. um, we moved back to Puerto Rico. So, it, you know, I learned English first, and then I went, had to learn Spanish all over again like it was a little kid and then eventually I went you know my elementary years middle school and then high school and I graduated in Puerto Rico and then I moved back to the U.S. So Mario you have your educational background is quite extensive you have several degrees a bachelor's degree two advanced degrees and you're currently working on a degree could you just could you describe or, or list each of those degrees? Well, I have an associate, and I completed that while I was in the military at Fort Hood. Um, as you know, the military provides a lot of extensive, you know, education, both for your uh, career field and, you know, at your leisure. So I took advantage of those opportunities before I, I, I left the military. I had already an associate. Uh, I enlisted in, as, in the art education program at Southern Connecticut State in New Haven. Mm-hmm. I really, mm-hmm. you know, art has been a calling forever. Um, I was doing some research and it's very interesting that I, 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 no one in my family from my father's side and mother's side is an artist. Um, so I'm like, oh, wow, this is very, very interesting. But the mix of art and teaching, I knew that how can I have a career in art, which was not pretty much accepted because, okay, how are you going to survive? Um, and right. I guess I inherited that from my mother. My mother is a teacher. She's been teaching for 52 years. She is still teaching at seminary. Um, wow. So I guess I can't hide, you know, the education side, you know, you know, you have all this knowledge and you want to help others and, you know, teach others on the, in the way of their own path, regardless if they're going to follow art or not. Um, mm-hmm. After I completed my, my master's, I enlisted into Barry University. Actually, the same year you graduated with your doctoral program, I went into my specialist program. And that's how, actually how, how we met and, and our relationship um, progressed from there. Um, and that's, it's very interesting wow, now that in the NOVA program, it's just, I guess I waited too long, but it was just my experiences and my work uh, schedule has uh, put education on, on a hold, not pretty much on a hold, but pretty much little by little, I was accomplishing all these um, degrees at the same time as working full time. Wow. Wow. And when, when, at what point did you realize you had an artistic talent? Because I've seen your work. You are really good. So when did you first realize that this is some that this is different? What I have as a talent is very different from my family or from others around me. When did you have that first discovery? Well, very interesting. I, I love the water. I love the beach. My parents used to take us when we were little kids. And you know, while they're having, you know, I guess we're playing in the water, I would go on the shore and start picking up shells. You know, I would see pieces of glass, mm-hmm. of glass, you know, shaped up, and, and but the shells were were drawing my attention. I would pick up the shells, take them home, put them in the in the tub, you know, wash all the the sand mm-hmm. off, and mm-hmm. I would just go get my uh, my art materials and start designing things on the shells. They were my canvas, and little wow. by little, I just said like, there's something here that's calling me. Um, my father, you know, used to take us once a week to go buy whatever we wanted as, you know, as a reward. Um, he believed in allowances, and, you know, I guess that was his tradition. We would go to the toy store, and we would get uh, models, you know, the plastic car models. And uh-huh. that's how I started. It's like, wait a minute, this is very interesting. I'm putting everything together. So I was actually creating, you know, they come with instructions, right? But I was yeah. actually developing a, a, a love for creating things. Um, something very interesting about these car models is we couldn't play with them. You could just construct them in, because they were so fragile. We would just collect them one by one. Um, if you read in one of my stories, they're actually real-life stories. We all, we, we, I also used to collect popsicle sticks. 
and create wow. little wooden boxes and ho- and homes, you know, for birds and uh, it's something very interesting. I just I just needed to create. That was that was in me. You know, I I can't deny it, but you know, you know, just be in the corner creating things. And it sounds like your parents they supported that. So you were always supported for your interest to create these things. I did well, you know, from a from a parent point of view, when you have your child in the corner, very engaged and happy, uh, he's not doing mm-hmm. anything wrong. They didn't bother me. So, but later on in life, as a teenager, to say, hey, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go create art and be an artist, that wasn't accepted because one, there was no example as someone in our family saying, okay, you're making money out of art um, in the education field. Uh, to be very honest, you know, coming from a, a a machista culture, teaching was mm-hmm. a female, is a female profession. Uh, so I became a teacher way after my military experiences, and, and I knew that this was a calling. You know, when, it, when you're here for a calling, nobody could take that away from you. Well said. But as a well little said. kid saying, I'm going to grow up to be a, a, a teacher, I, I, I didn't grow up. You know, I guess it was just little by little, my experiences just molded me. The past year, Mario, you've, been, you've had some transitions. You left after, is it 14 years or 13 years as a, as a high school teacher? Um, you left yeah, that yeah. industry to transfer into higher education. So you've had your own incredible journey into passion in a very interesting way. How has that been, and what made you make that decision? Well, again, I guess we all have our experiences. Uh, I started teaching in, a, in, a, in 2001, uh, and I remember mm-hmm. this day, that was my experience. I was teaching art in a third grade class in Hamden, Connecticut, when the music teacher called me in and said, hey, I have to show you something on TV. When he showed me the television, I thought it was a movie because the planes were going uh-huh. into the towers and this was on CNN. And he's like, okay, show oh, me wow. this later. You know, I don't have time to look at a movie. He's like, no, this is real. It's, it's happening like right now. That was mm-hmm. like a ten, uh, 10 in the morning uh, at one in the afternoon, all the children in the school, the school was a ghost town. And I was in shock when I was going home. It was on the news, on the radio, on NPR. It was everywhere. Um, that's when I started my career. So let's do the math. I don't, you know, I, I filled my math class. Uh, <laughs> um, was it 14, 15 years? Um, 15 so years I, ago. I started 15 years, ago. 15 years ago. So I started teaching 15 years ago. I was, what, 24, uh, something very young. Yeah. Um, and I, I've taught, what, pre-K all the way to elementary, middle school, high school, and, and college. And last year, um, I've been teaching at Broward College for the past 10 years. Uh, I was given that opportunity, uh, and, I, and I really enjoy it. It's not that I'm saying, okay, go to Broward College. It's just like I really, really enjoy teaching uh, adult, adults. It's, it's, it's a passion of mine. Um, I also enjoy high school, by the way. I, I, I was at the yeah. same school for 13 years. I was the rookie teacher of the year when I first started and then the teacher of the year when I ended my career. So it was only positive experiences. So I, I can't complain, but it's, it's a, it, it's a chapter in my life that, you know, it, it was time to move on. And you've always said in our conversations over the years, you've always had an interest to pursue a career in, in post-secondary. It was something that was always there. And for those of you who are listening, do know this of one of the many great things about Mario Whenever he says he's going to do something, he does it. And I just love that about him. He has drive. He has that passion and desire to make things happen for himself. But he's not afraid to take other people along in the journey, too. There are countless students, Mario, who I've met, some who are sitting in my own classes, who are all impacted or were impacted by the incredible work that you do in their lives. And so I I just want to salute you there because many folks will not take that, that journey or that step into the unknown, because change is great, but change is scary. But you, you, you're not afraid to do that. And I feel that in all that you've done, you've really stepped out and stepped into even greater opportunities. I, just, I keep watching this incredible, your incredible climb of this staircase to success, that every time you take a step up, it's in the right direction. So good for you. Thank you. Thank you. There are a couple of questions coming in, Mario, from a couple of our listeners who are here. One of the questions was from Maria, who resides in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Maria asks the following question to you. Your bio on Billy's website states you're a success specialist. What is that? It sounds very interesting. 
A success specialist is another word that the college has converted uh, an academic advisor. But the success specialist is, it fits me perfect because I've always want, want to help my students succeed. What do we do? We, we, we go individually with the student's career pathway, uh, regardless what career pathway. You know, even though I teach art, that doesn't mean I'm going to enforce my belief system on the students. But we go one by one and see what are their interests, what are their test scores, and we see, I actually ask, ask the students, where do you see yourself after you graduate? You know, you could have a business degree and end up teaching. You know, I, I really ask them, you know, how can we go through this journey together so you could graduate on time and be successful at the same time? I, I, I help them get their resources. If they have to go to the tutoring center, we send them to the tutoring center. If they need help, um, you know, meeting other professors, uh, joining the student life org organizations, getting involved with, with the college environment and their experiences, anything that helps them succeed through their journey in college, I'm there for them. I'm there to guide them. They're decisions for them, but I'm, help, I'm there to help them. Thank you very much. And you mentioned earlier that you're in your doctoral program at, the, at Nova Southeastern University. What's been some of the challenges and the joys of being a part of the, the not, as a, not of the school, but pursuing a doctorate? What have, what have been some of those challenges and or joys? Well, the challenges is the men mental focus and dedication. Um, mm -hmm. I, I've been inquisitive since I know myself, and even my father would, would, would tell me, you know, you're too inquisitive. You always want to know something. And I think it fits me perfect because I, I, I become a researcher. Uh, especially mm -hmm. in, in my case, I'm, I'm studying um, higher education administration, you know, how to run. I, I see it from a, a bird's eye view now. Instead of me being in an office, I actually see what am I doing that impacts the entire college, and in this, in this case, my students. Um, the, organization, the organizational leadership is combined with mm -hmm. the higher education administration as well. So I kind of see mm -hmm. how all departments, we're all sister departments there to help the students. Um, the challenges that I see is uh, it's taken a lot of time management, you know, uh, embracing new information and analyzing all of this information. I have many friends and family members actually thinking, you know, why have you not called me? Why have you not, you know, uh, attended <laughs> picnics? Or um, including, including you, Dr. Jones, is like, okay, we have an activity now. It's because I have to be in the library um, 12, 15 hours for not only a report, but I, actually I'm doing the dissertation at the same time. Um, so it's the mental focus, uh, and I could do it. I could do it. But, again, something has to suffer along the way that means – I have to put other priorities or prioritize um, because I am on a timeline. <laughs> yes. And a, a lot of folks don't realize, Mario, that for any degree, especially for a terminal degree, it is a major commitment. And for those of you who are listening and considering pursuing one, we support your interest in doing so. But just make sure that as you're going through the process, anyone who's significant in your life needs to be aware that your time is going to be limited because of the rich um, engagement that you will be doing in terms of the reading, the writing, the independent thinking that you're going to be developing as a, as a social scientist in your our cases. So for those who are listening, if you'd like to speak to Mario about that, you can call in at 347-539-5372. Again, that's 347-539-5372. As well, you may email us your requests, comments, or questions at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. That's everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Now, Mario, you have a son who's now in college, actually. I remember when we met, he was a little boy, and I believe now he's of college age, correct? Yes, he is studying criminal justice at the University of Durabo in, in Caguas, where I was born. Um, oh. He's with his mother, uh, and he is really enjoying the, uh, the criminal justice field. He feels like he's an investigator. <laughs> I guess he got that from, I guess, his father. Um, you know, although he's, he's pursuing criminal justice, you know, I, I'm, you know, the law enforcement, uh, me joining the military, uh, I guess there's an influence there. Mm -hmm. My father was an only child, so he did not have the experience of, of joining the military. But the military, um, 
I guess, side has been from my mother's side. My my uncle, uh, my mother's uncle went to uh, World War II. Um, uh-huh. My mother's brother went to Vietnam. It was at the Vietnam War. Uh, my cousin, mm-hmm. again, from my mother's side. Um, my my uncle's son, Javier, went to Desert Storm. So I've had many family members that have served the military and are currently serving as well. So it, it, I'm, I won't be surprised, you know, after he finishes his education, is going to want to serve the military. But he says, I want to be an officer. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Then he has to do his, his education <laughs> first. Absolutely. And there's a question coming in that I'd like to read from Ralph right here in Miami, Florida, Barrio. He asks the following question. How did you, how did you juggle a child? a military career, and going to school. That's amazing. Wow. Well, now you know why I'm single. <laughs> it's, it's very, very difficult. Uh, and and that, that's a great question. Um, a lot of people don't know that veterans, active duty military personnel, it, mm-hmm. it's very difficult. It's a very difficult life. You are serving your country. Um, the patriotism is there. We want to, you know, serve um, but personally, it, it was very difficult to have a family going to school and serving at the same time. You know, you wake up at five in the morning. No, you don't wake up at five. You have to be in formation at five. Um, wow. Wow. Hello? I think we may have lost Mario for just a second, so he may have to call back in. But for those of you who are listening now, you're listening to an incredible interview with Mario Vasquez. He is the artist, educator, and veteran. Mario and I have known each other for the past almost 20 years. And in this, in this incredible time that we've known each other, we've watched each other grow over the years. And I must admit, the things that he's doing in his life and the journey that he's walking and has walked has just truly shaped him. And if you've ever sat in his classrooms, you will see several realities of Mario. One, Mario is not afraid to bring in real-world connections from his life into his teaching. And then secondly, he believes in teaching and educating the whole person. So throughout his incredible journey, one thing that is true is you've got to be successful and you have to stay focused. And Mario, welcome back, by the way. I think your call may have dropped. Yes, technology. <laughs> hey, technology. When it works, it works. And when it doesn't, it doesn't. And I was flowing right on without you, and the timing, believe it or not, was great for the dropping because we're able to, I was able to give a recap on who you are and where you're going. I have a great question, and it's a pretty loaded one that comes from Victor, who lives in Atlanta, Georgia. If you could erase one event in your life, what would you erase? You know, this is going to sound selfish, but I, I would not erase any of my experiences. I think one carries into the next, into the next, into the next. I think I needed to go through the experiences as a child, as an adolescent, mm-hmm. in my 20s, in my 30s. I think mm-hmm. the people that I have met along the way, um, if I did not, you know, attend Barry University, I would never have met you. Um, if I did not join the military, I would not be able to get inspired to, to go to school while I was serving mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. I would not have traveled. I, I traveled during the military training, you know, going to Mexico, to, um, to Canada. Uh, I think every experience builds upon the next. And, and I have to tell mm-hmm. you, I would, not, I would not erase anything. Everything that I've gone through has taught me something. And I know that sounds a little cliche, but... Everything is for a reason. I think it's a stepping stone to the next phase in your life, to the next chapter in your book. Um, the experiences, uh, you know, when I was in the military, I have to tell you, I was proud of serving, but I was away from my family. Um, I would not see my, my, my mother for, for, you know, many months, uh, once a year. Uh, it, was, it was very difficult. So for those of you out there that say, okay, you know, the military um, – you know, we, there's a lot of sacrifices, personal sacrifices that military personnel go through to serve this country, and many people are not aware of that. Mm. Victor, uh, Mario, Victor asked the second part to, your, to that question. He just sent another email, and I'd like to carry it through before I get to the others. The calls aren't coming in, but the emails are numerous, Mario, so thank you for being you. <laughs> the question <laughs> is, 
And what is the most, Victor, as a follow-up, what is the most memorable event of your personal or professional life? The most memorable, I could say, and this brings me joy, when my students would receive recognition from competing in, in local, district, or uh, national contest, um, I'm going to mm-hmm. share, share something with you. One time my supervisor called me while I was in my, my, my classroom, and, and she's a great, great lady, uh, Mabel Morales. She is a district supervisor in Miami-Dade and currently still is. She called me in my classroom and said, Mario, I'm in front of, your, in front of an artwork. I'm in Washington, D.C. I believe she was at the Department of Education. Um, and she said, Mario, I have an art piece in front of me in display, and it says the name of your school and the name of your student. And his name is Pedro Alvarez, um, an mm-hmm. amazing student. And I was not only in shock, but she was telling me, you know, I did not know that piece was in Washington. That was one thing. We had sent the piece to New York um, for the Scholastic Art Awards. And Mm -hmm. those things, you know, when I went back to the student and he said, you know, you won something and and we didn't even know about it. It was very, very interesting. And then it was a, it it was a a domino effect. Then the next student will win something at the library and then district wide. And then I was like, wow, now I know how it feels. When I was in high school, I won, you know, Puerto Rico is only a hundred miles by 30 miles. It's not that big. Um, mm-hmm. I won a contest, and it, it was third place. But they they aired it on Telemundo on the Channel 2, and I would see the commercial, and it's like, wow, I can't be at the gallery, but I could see it on television. And I, I oh. you can only experience that, you know, yourself, like, wow, you're being recognized. And no one has to know. You just feel like, wow, art it is, art is powerful. Um, it is. And, it and is. My, my students had to... You know, go through me drilling them, you know, the elements of art and the principles of design and the art vocabulary and the history. But the rewards are amazing. And uh, maybe if you want to interview some of my 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 previous bosses and administrators from the school, they would say, like, wow, you know, there's a spotlight here in this classroom. And it's not the teacher. It's the students creating and enjoying what they really, really like to do. That is that's awesome. Very awesome. Those of you who are listening now, you're listening to BJ, which is I, and I'm interviewing Mario Vasquez, artist, educator, and veteran. Should you like to speak to either of us, you can call us at 347-539-5372. Again, that is 347-539-5372. We take email requests, comments, and questions, too, at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. That's everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. So, Mario, you mentioned several things that influence you. You're influenced by your students, obviously. I know that you and I have been in major influencing factors on each other's lives and our careers. So what, who or what ultimately influences you to be Mario? You know, I, I have met many people along this journey. Uh, my professors, mm-hmm. um, Dr. Sear, he would say, you know, I, I study photography, by the way, at my master's level, and it's very interesting. My father's a photographer. I would go into the dark room, come out, and he would say, Mario, you're going to do great things when you finish this program. It's like, okay. Um, little did he know that I, I was influenced by him, and I wanted to become a professor just like him. So That's awesome. I believe in, in creative – Just I would just want to squeeze this in. I, I believe in creative visualization. When you – pretty much have a painting in your, in your mind and say, you know, I really want to accomplish this. You know, you could probably just think about it. And later on, it might just happen many years after. And that's, that's yeah. what happened. I, I was a photography professor at, at Broward College for some time. Um, but again, I saw that, it, that creative visualization. I want to do, you know, what I'm doing right now, but as a profession. Um, mm. I have other people that influence me, uh, my parents, my mom is a teacher, and, I, and you know, sometimes I forget she's my mom, and she advises me. Um, <laughs> and it's a very interesting relationship, yes. Uh, my father was very strict when he was growing up, but you know what? I learned so much from him. Um, not, it, I was not in agreement all the time because he was very strict. I'm not strict at all. Um, and many people, spiritual mentors, I, I have a... Uh, uh, a second spiritual mother. Her name is Arlene. She is she is she is an angel. Um, she's probably mm-hmm. listening, or she will be listening. Um, 
she told me one time, you know, you're here for a calling and you're here to help people regardless what path they follow. But when they find you, um, you're going to, to able to help them in some way. And, and little do I know that that's actually what I'm doing now. I, I went to Bear University to the counseling program. Um, and then eventually I switched over to Ed Leadership. But uh, I'm here to help. You know, I'm, I'm here to help anyone mm-hmm. that needs, you know, if I need to find their resources, some people just need the guidance, the guidance of someone that has the experience um, and that's not, um, does not get bothered by, by helping others. I think I find myself well said. doing that. Well said. You just triggered a couple of the questions from Orlando, Florida, Mario. I'm going to read the first one, and I'll read it slowly. If you need me to reread it, let me know, okay? question comes from Cynthia, who resides in Orlando, Florida. She writes, I'm a high school teacher, and I have been thinking about going back to school to pursue a doctorate. I'm also 44 years old. Do you think it's too late? I don't want the financial challenges of student loans as a result of it. Any advice? Wow, that's an excellent question. And it's very interesting that I had a student come up to me and she said, oh, you know, I'm 34 years old and I think I'm too old to come back to school. And I looked at her as like, only if she knew, you know, I don't tell my students what I'm doing, but only if she knew that it's never too late to go back to school. I've had a 63-year-old woman in my classroom taking an art class. Um, I've had many students from, from the age of 15, like I said, all the way to 63. It's never too late, um, especially if you're a teacher you should always, always see education as professional development, um, getting better at what you do to help your students. Uh, going back to the student loan part, uh, there's a federal government a program that if you're an educator, um, you could sign up for a program and within 10 years you could uh, fulfill the payment of that loan. But again, I would not stop the education process because of the payment. There's always, there's scholarships out there. There's payment plans. I would not stop a degree. If you have that passion to learn, you know, we're going to, in this day and age, we're going to last much longer than before. I I plan on dying at over a hundred, by the way. And I know that sounds a little (laughs) crazy, but but I'm going to tell you where this is coming from. My grandmother's father died at 107 and I met him. His name is Abuelo Tonio. Wow. Every, the, whole, every, the entire community knew who he, who he was. Um, mm-hmm. So I know it's a possibility in today's age to take care of yourself mentally, spiritually, and eating healthy to you know, live a long life. So why are you going to stop going to school? Um, continue learning and, and finding mentors. Um, I'm very fortunate to have found you, Dr. Jones, for many years. I think we know each other for like 15 years. And yes. I look up to you. I look up to you professionally and personally, and, you know, you have changed so many students' lives, including myself. I am a student for life. Mm, Well said. And, Cynthia, I want to add this, too. Keep in mind, whatever degree you're going for, it's an investment. So what investment are you willing to make? People invest in different things, right, Mario? They invest in cars, they invest in real estate. And one of the best investments you can ever make for yourself is one in education. And so, um, Cynthia, we just encourage you to follow your dreams and your vision and find out what it is that you want to do with that work. Because one thing I was told, Mario, in my doctoral program some time ago was this. The real work starts once you finish that degree. And I look back, and it's been 13 years now since I've graduated, and I recall those very words from Dr. Joel Levine, and he was absolutely right. And that is the incredible work that you'll do with, as a result of the degree, begins the moment you earn it. And so definitely, Cynthia, you definitely want to get out there and do what you have to do. I do all my comments and associate all my comments with Mario's. Mario, you have another question here, actually. It's coming from Orlando, also from Orlando, Florida. And he writes, Mario, I have a son who's been serving in the military for the past eight years. He's now ready to get out but doesn't know what he wants to do. He's working on completing his bachelor's degree in business administration, but he's still unsure if that is what he wants to do. Any advice is appreciated. Well, I would say call me, but if he's not coming to Broward College. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I'm going to tell you this. Uh, There is a transitional program that the military, all branches of the military have, the transitional program which they help evaluate um, the background of that soldier 
uh, his interest and where he wants to go. Some, in my case, I, w- I went through the programs of uh, Troops to Teachers, which um, mm-hmm. there's a program. Again, if he likes business, now we're going to break it down. Okay, where do you want to work? Do you want to work in a bank? Do you want to own your own business? Mm-hmm. You know, that's totally fine. Are you in the right degree? Um, students right. Uh, sometimes don't know that in a business administration degree, it breaks down when you go into higher education. That means it could go into real estate, finance, accounting. It breaks down, and then you narrow it that down. Um, so, again, I would love to talk to him. If you need to, you could call me. You could call me, um, you know, contact me via my website at MarioLVasquez.com. And I'll help them out. I'll, I'll help any anyone, not only a veteran, but it could be anyone. Thank you, Mario. And for those of you who are, by the way, for those of you who are interested in remaining in contact with Mario, on my author page, on, um, which is BillyPaulJones.com, there's a page called Who I'm Supporting, and you can know that I am Team Mario. So definitely I will be placing a link to Mario's website and all of his, whatever information he wants me to provide to the public. I'll be posting that information in the next couple of days so that way you can reach out to him. And also, Rolando, shoot me a second email. If you're okay with me linking you directly to Mario in that regard, we'll be, I'd be happy to, to serve as that bridge to him as well. There's one more question coming in. It's coming from Sydney from New York City, New York. That listener is up in the Upper East. Great interview, by the way. Mario. What advice do you provide to military veterans who are thinking about pursuing a college degree? Perfect. Um, my dissertation is increasing support services in higher education. So I guess this mm-hmm. person found the, the, the right avenue here. Uh, the mm-hmm. most important thing is to go to the academic advising department of the college that person wants to uh, attend. They would take care mm-hmm. of them. There is a separate office just for veterans. Uh, there are new programs now to help the ve- veterans transitional uh, phase. Uh, the student, again, is evaluated to see where they want to go with their degree. The federal government and uh, the military Department of Defense has programs, the GI Bill. That, that student is entitled to their benefits, so if they, they could elect to go to any school they want. Uh, it's, it's just a matter of, one, uh, where they're going to where they're going to go and what they want to pursue. You know, that's not going to be a barrier. It's just a matter of, of finding the, the correct academic advisor. They don't want to take classes or a degree. And then three months later, I want to be a teacher. Three months later, I want to be a pilot. Three months later, I want to be a cop. We don't want to, we want to avoid that. Right, right. And as the studies show also, it's, the more that a student knows in terms of whatever he or she wants to do when they start, the more likely to complete in a timely manner. You just, exactly. you just touched on something, Mario, that's so important. I feel you are a success story. You are success. You epitomize in everything you do. But what's your definition of success? The definition for success for me is actually making your dreams come true. That Mm. means, you know, moving to a new location and to a new community, uh, seeking a new career. Uh, You have to follow the path and and the drive. Do not let anything stop you. And, And I have to, you know, sometimes... Um, you know, my parents did not want me to join the military, by the way. Uh, why? My father, again, was an only child. My mother saw it as, you know, it's, a, it's dangerous. Um, but you have to follow your calling. You have to follow right. your calling. Um, That's right. Success comes, it's different for everyone. For me, you know, after I uh, accomplished my goal, okay, what's the next, you know, what's my next goal here? Um, but again, every experience is for a reason. That's the way I see this. Um, I'm not going to say I'm successful okay. now. Um, it's not like a celebrity where they could be a, a one-time wonder. This is not how I see life. I see life as, you know, I'm a, long, a lifelong learner. I'm always learning something from my students. I learn so much. Technology advances so much. You buy a cell phone today, you know, six months later, I'm sorry, six months later, it's obsolete or, you know, you need a new one. Um, it's very, very interesting. Mario, you use a lot of technology in your daily life, and what what role, however, how does technology play in, in art today? How do, do you have any special uses or any strategies for that matter? Anything that comes to mind in terms of your relation to technology as it connects to art? It's very interesting. Um, we are visual learners now. It's it's this is 
research says like our children now are have to be visually stimulated. Uh, the attention span mm-hmm. within seven, seven minutes will disappear. You have to have them, you know, visually stimulated. And now adults, it has transferred to adults. Um, you know, your cell phone has all these graphics. It was just, if nothing moves, you would just be bored. Um, graphic design has now taken over the art world, and now it has made it mainstream. Uh, you don't have to go to a museum, you know. Uh, now you could actually go to a virtual museum and go inside of a museum thanks to technology. Um, That's true. I have to tell you that technology has made it better for us. Um, it's now very affordable compared to, you know, previous decades. Um, but technology has enhanced the art experience for everyone mm-hmm. at all ages. Mm-hmm. It's like music. Music is not going anywhere. And guess what? Art is not either. <laughs> and just for the listeners' um, understanding, many people that approach me, oh, I would love to decorate this, this space. Well, art is not about decorating. Art is about culture. Art is about a language. It communicates to people feelings and emotions. It's much more deeper than making a location pretty. Um, yes, you go to a museum to see, you know, the artwork, but art is everywhere. And I know that sounds very, you know, cheesy, but, you know, the person that designed your home is called an architect. They had to design it first. The person that designs your clothing uh, is a fashion designer. You know, there's mm-hmm. someone has to design everything around us. A city designer, it's a um, an architect, uh, a city planner. Everything has to be sketched out at some point. Therefore, art is not only in a museum; is actually everywhere. It, that is so true, Mario. You know, you just made me think of something. Even the industrial manufacturer who creates, like, let's say, the casing of our cell phone or the shell of our computers, that's still art. Someone had to design yeah. that shell. And, and there, there is a command of the artistic world that lends itself to the aesthetic and, you know, the aesthetic use and appreciation of that product. And it's very true. I don't think people realize why art's so important. And it sickens me at times when I look across the nation there are individuals who are fighting to take art as an elective out of the curriculum. And it's one of those places where I think, wait a minute, folks, we need to make, make folks realize that there is value in this incredible discipline. What are your thoughts on that? It's very interesting that you brought that point. Um, you know, sometimes I read the articles in the Chronicle of Higher Education. Um, it, mm-hmm. It's very interesting, you know, in the newspaper, you know, um, in the public school system. When they have budget cuts, the first thing that's attacked is the arts. Uh, I know our leaders are probably listening, but they need to understand that art is as important as English, math, science. Um, The STEM, I believe they're going to change it now to STEAM to add the arts there because art is Mm -hmm. part of our culture. Of all cultures on every country, country in this world, there's going to be art that represents that society. Uh, we have to understand that the arts should be embraced. The arts should be supported financially. My dream at one point, maybe 10, 15 years from now, is to be a policymaker. And I know arts is going to be on the top of the priority, not only you know, as a curriculum that should not be touched, it should be enhanced and not taken away right. from our children or well adult said. learners. That is so well said, Mario. Thank you for that comment. And for those of you who are listening, we're down to the last 10 minutes of the show here. If you'd like to speak to Mario or me, our call in line is 347-539-5372. Again, that's 347-539-5372. You may email your comments at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. We take questions and requests, too, at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. And, Mario, I have another question coming from Spurgeon, who lives here in Miami, Florida. His question is as follows. How does your art talent help you cope with life? I'm an artist and work in higher education, too, and sometimes I find it hard to do art and work at the same time. Well, I'm, I'm a photographer, uh, so it's very easy to take my camera and go explore, you know, the city uh, or the coastline. And I find that photography, when I look through that lens, I see the world from a different perspective. Um, mm-hmm. I like to transmit that, those feelings through my art. 
Um, if you go to my website, you're going to see some of the you know, some photographs that are they're very interesting to me. They have meaning. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that I that I I see art as a spiritual experience for me. I'm very very spiritual. I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. Um, I don't reveal that to a lot of people, but I follow the concept of pies. This is very interesting, so I want to share this with, with your listeners. Pies, it's very interesting, and you could remember this. Pie, P is to stay physically fit. The I is to stay intellectually stimulated. E is for emotional balance, and S is for spiritual consciousness. And when you have, you know, it's like having a car with the four tires, correct? If one tire is deflated, what's going to happen? You could still drive, but guess what? People are going to hear that, you know, tire, you know, making noise. Eventually, you would have to stop and change that tire. We have to balance our own lives. Art, for me, is an expression, you know, of emotions, and it's my passion. And I was, again, I'm here for a calling. Um, If it's for teaching or just for sharing with others, um, art is a big part of that. Mario, you mentioned something. You just triggered something that relates to my own life. As you know, I'm an English professor. I teach six classes. I host this radio show. I'm writing a book, two books. And even still in the midst of that, I find time for my art form, which is writing and reading. And I I feel that's so important because at the end of the day, I got to have something to take with me to, to begin and end each day. And I feel that I'm able to find myself and I'm able to express it, even if I'm expressing the views fictional, fictionally or otherwise of others. So it's great to hear that even from using technology, it goes back to the technology question. You're grabbing that camera and on your day you're making art wherever you go. So the world becomes your canvas, which I think is so awesome. Got a question for you, though, as a follow-up. Does your son have your art talent? Is he an artist, too? Actually, he's not. He does not like wow. art. Uh, again, he's more into the investigative side of things, finding the, the root cause of what's happening. Um, but again, I, I have to tell you this. Uh, Vincent Van Gogh became an artist at 27. So even for your listeners out there, there's never, it's never too late. You never know. Right. Um, I, I want to share this. You know, uh, Justin Bieber was discovered on YouTube. So some people yes, can sir. now start making videos on, you know, on YouTube, post it. You know, you might not be discovered to five or ten years. It, it just takes one person's interest and in a position of somewhat, in, in this case, in an industry that could help you out. Um, but, again, I would not, you know, wait for someone to discover you. Continue with your passion. You know, that, it, that's in anything, in any career pathway. Yeah, but, you know, you, you, you ask, you say, what you say is true. I feel that why wait, especially when you have the options? We live in an era where we can be and do and become whatever we want to be, and we're very fortunate to live in a nation that allows us to express ourselves openly, too. And so there is really no reason why people can't explore those pathways and whatever those interests are, because at the end of the day, if you're given and you have this thing called life and there's only one, why not make use of it? And even for me, Mario, exactly. you've seen some of the, the promos that I do for our shows. I designed some of those promos. And I'm not an artist, but yet graphically as a, as a journalist, having worked in print journalism, a lot of the production and layout is art. So I have this sense of spatial command and design that's graphic design oriented, but nonetheless it still falls under one discipline, which is art. So, And I, I kind of exactly. like that. In fact, as I'm writing and reading, Reading papers, I'll break away to play with a flyer, whether it be my own or someone else's, because it makes me feel good. And so I appreciate your mentioning that fact that art has not lost or left you. And yet, that interesting enough, it hasn't been passed on. But like you said, who knows? Your son may, at some point in his life, when you reach that next station of life, new things unfold, new discoveries are, are, are conveyed. And as a result, perhaps an artistic talent, too. There is one question coming exactly. in from Lance, and if, if you, there's a question coming in from Lance from Miami, Florida, and Lance asks a question that's actually one of my own, so we'll, I'll pair it with his. Lance wants to know, and so do I, Mario, what are your future goals? So what's next? What's next? After I complete my degree, um, I'm going to start traveling more. I'll have more time. I could read more books <laughs> and, and even write more books. Um, I believe our world is a classroom. 
I'm, I'm, because I teach art, I, I, I see the history of so many countries and cultures that I want to go explore and experience, you know, my mother wants to go to Egypt to, to see the pyramids. Maybe I'll, I'll go one day with her. Um, Mm-hmm. I want to go travel other places in Africa. I want to see these huge animals that we only see at the at the at the zoo. Um, the world is a classroom, and we should not isolate ourselves or be narrow-minded. Um, I tell my students in, in at the college, if your friend speaks the same language as you, is the same color, and you know them more than 15 years, it's time to find new people around you that could teach you about another culture, another language, about the world. Sometimes we isolate ourselves from the world and become narrow-minded. And again, it's only when you're exposed to information and other cultures is that you learn about theirs and you enhance your own knowledge. Absolutely. You know, Mario, we forgot to mention that you are the author of a book. Why don't you plug your title of your work? You published a book a few years ago, and I've had the pleasure of reading it, ladies and gentlemen. Mario, talk a little bit about it. Well, the title is The Color of My Paint. Um, I found myself in the classroom. I was teaching a ninth-grade class um, back about 10 years ago. Uh, you know, in Florida, our schools are graded. By they give they get a letter grade and and it was a low grade so our school had to you know boost up that grade and we would stay after 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 school actually we would stay another hour um, longer days and one of the programs was to teach you know students to read so I would find many stories um, that would actually inspire our students to keep continue to read it was short stories so that could not be novels. And that just inspired me to, you know, talk about my own stories. And I said, you know, I just should compile them. And they're all, you know, all the stories are based on, on my own life experiences that taught me something. You know, there's always should be a lesson behind everything you read. It should not just be about, you know, um, I guess, uh, you know, things that interest us, but things that are going to teach us a lesson. Oh, there's a comment coming in, Mario. And this message just comes from, Uh, It doesn't have a name, so I'm only going to read what the email address conveys. I think the name is Vismaya. She writes, or he writes, it is imperative that art stays in our public schools. I used to teach with Mario, and I am grateful to call him a friend. For many students, the only reason they came to school is because they had that release and were able to express themselves in his class. We are so focused on test scores that our children are not being exposed to art unless they take a class. That is a beautiful comment and also a salute to you, Mario, to a, from a dear colleague. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I know who, who is talking in this case, <laughs> and I, I, I know her. She's amazing. Um, she teaches reading, by the way, and mm-hmm. I embrace uh, her teaching styles. The students love her, and, again, she is never, never – tired of teaching students. That's beautiful. And I think the more we need to do for your colleague and for us as well, we have to support our teachers who are out in the trenches effectuating change in the future lives of us, for the future lives of others. And I always feel that if you have good schools, and I firmly believe this, schools that are well built, schools that are supported through the support systems that it deserves from resources to human resources, financial resources to human resources, our society is a better place. Crime is less in our communities. There is a sense of community that is built. You know, it is, it's, it's very sad that over the years that what the school has become, in some cases, a, a, a chopping block for challenges and circumstances. So I salute her and I salute you too, Mario, for walking the walk and, and walking and carrying that banner of truth in the interest of education, because we need some good teachers. We need to, we need to continue to, to spread that interest. So, Mario, this is our final count for the, our conversation. And as you know, this is not the last of our conversations. We'll be bringing you back for more for follow-up to see where you're at. Many of our listeners, uh, last week, by the way, I should share this with you, there were over 1,300 people listening to Everyday Folks Radio. And even though that number may be small, it means a lot. It means a lot to me because it shows that there is a growing interest 
to provide a forum for everyday yet extraordinary individuals to have a place where they can be recognized. And so I say to you, thank you so much for for just being who you are and, and walking in your truth, your light of truth, and not being in, influenced by the rhythms or the sounds of others. Because there could be a lot of noise out there in society, and there are many distractions. Distractions are numerous, and they're not going to stop. But how you see yourself fitting in that big reality is important. And that starts in, in your own confidence, understanding and accepting your abilities, and channeling all of those things into one great place or individual and walking out there and making a difference in this world. So I say congratulations to you, Mario, for what you do and and who you are and where you're going. Any final thoughts or comments you'd like to share to anyone? Let's say, for instance, someone just tuned in right now, the last five minutes of this great conversation, and they had a chance to hone in on something that you said. What would you like to be those last words that folks would would remember? I have to say that there is so much negativity in the world uh, that we must mm-hmm. see the change. One person can make a difference, Dr. Jones. We, I'm saying us individually, we should be that positive ocean wave that comes, you know, sometimes only one time, and you can make a difference. Um, we as society must stay grounded. You know, there's so much negativity. You could turn on the television and I don't, you know, you could, any channel on, on, on the news and you would see that it's just everything that is reported is something negative. Very rarely do you see only a, a small section that is positive. And we must surround ourselves with positive people. I have to tell you that I have so many mentors, including yourself, Dr. Samuels, if she's listening to me. Um, I have Dr. Ross, which is my, uh, my dissertation chair. There's so many positive people, my friends from school, Amanda, Sheila, Sherla. There's so many people that when you surround yourself with positive people, guess what? They embrace that, and they actually, we learn from each other, and we feed off of each other's energy. And I think I spoke to you about that. We do feed off yes, of each yes. other's energy. Energy And so when you feed off of negative energy, then that puts you in a depressive mode um, and, and just sad. Uh, sometimes I just have to turn off the television and say, you know what, I have to um, go meditate. But again, surrounding yourself with positive, influential people is very, very important. Life is too short, you know, and I want to I live until I'm 100. <laughs> <laughs> and Mario, just as a final gift to you, this is a message from Valerie, who I believe may know you. She writes, Mario was my supervising teacher during my teaching internship. Just to, re- to reiterate all the positive things you have already mentioned, Mario is, about all, is all about helping these students reach their full potential and not to stray from their in- intended path. He wants to see people succeed. His knowledge and wisdom that he imparted upon me was a great help and support throughout my internship. I believe that my success is at least in part due to this his sincere support and mentorship. Oh, that's a beautiful. Thank you, Valerie, for that comment, by the way. And Mario, that really salutes who you are, sir. I'm so proud of you, and I, I'm so proud of you, and I want to be a, a partner, a continued partner in your professional growth. So definitely, we'll be in touch, and I will be bringing you back for conversations, if not, when time permits, for your own radio show to discuss thank and you, explore many of the topics <laughs> that we've already covered. So I'm going to put you on hold while I do my final close, okay? Thanks again, okay? Thank you. Thank you. And for those of you who are just tuning in, you just missed, if you, if you will, a great conversation with the great Mario Vasquez, veteran, artist, and educator. He reminds me, when I, when I listen to a story and I've watched him grow, he reminds me repeatedly of what it means to achieve the American dream. And in that dream, today in the 21st century, that dream says that you can be whoever you desire to be if only you dare to dream. And I want, you to, I want to thank all of you for listening today to this show and tune in weekly at 3 p.m. on Sundays for additional shows where I will continue to bring you everyday extraordinary individuals who are making a tremendous impact on the lives of others, their communities, and above all themselves. This is DJ, the author and creative everyday folks. Thanks for listening. And continue to send your email account to us. Your emails and your support are truly appreciated. 
Until next time, have a great week, everyone. Take care and bye. Thank we're you not, so much. Are we on the air? Are we on the air? No, we're not. It's off. It's okay. not a rec- it's stopped how, recording. How did I do? <laughs> how did I do? <laughs> you were excellent. I want to say thank you so much. It was great. Um, the feedback, you had a total of nine questions and two comments, wow. which was a lot. And so thank you so, so much because I thought you were great. And the questions were good. They made you think, didn't they? <laughs> yes, yes, sir. It was It was very interesting. Dr. Jones, you know, I got to tell you that, you know, I, I can't say, you know, I think I said it on, on, on air that you've been my mentor, you know, and I don't care. You know, we've had different, you know, different time lapse of like, okay, you're busy, I'm busy. But, you know, I've always respected you from, you know, from your knowledge, um, your, your, in, your, your inspiration, you know, you're a legend, you know that, right? Um, oh, and thank you so much. Students really respect you because who you are. You know, you are who you are. You don't imitate anybody. You are Billy Jones, you know. And I'm so oh, glad that we, you know, we're working together, that, you know, you have the show because you're spreading, you're spreading your knowledge and love to the world now with, via this medium, you know. Thank you so much, Mario. And, you know, I say the same. I'm so proud of you. And you've been such not only a support, but you've been a mentor and motivation for me, too. Because I've watched and through you and through your, through your lens and, and your incredible journey what it means not to give up on a dream. And sometimes, they, and, and I'll be honest, you're part of the reason what, who inspired me to do what I'm doing here. When we talk, we talk over the years, and you, you felt, we both felt the emptiness in our voices and in our hearts of what we ultimately mm-hmm. wanted to do. But we didn't let exactly. it alter us. We, 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 we stuck to our guns and we stayed the course, and we always saw the glasses half full versus half, half empty. And so I'm so glad to call you a friend. I'm very glad to, glad to call you my brother, Rio Bocan Delta. And above all, I'm, I'm, in this, I'm in this doctoral mess because of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, I know, what, I know you, you're, you're, you're passionate, you know, about what you do. And I'm like, wow, I want to be like, like Billy Jones. But, you know, that degree, it just doesn't come in the mail, you know. You got to earn it. <laughs> you got to earn it, you know. And I appreciate you saying that. And it is a journey, but you're, it's all the right. You're, you're cashing the right check. You're writing the right check to be cast and deposited into the right banks of life, you know. And I just, could, I just say to you, you know, stay the course. You know I always have your back. Anything that you'll ever need, you know, I can't wait for you to be done so that we can interact more because I understand the limited commitment of things. I know how much, how pressing this, this life of academia on, in terms of as a student is on you because you're going to school, and at some point it will come to a close. But you're doing a good thing, brother, and I just want to motivate you and keep you reminded of that, that you are staying no, the no, right no. course. I, I appreciate you so much, and I know you're super busy and involved, and I probably will be as you know involved like you after I finish, but it seems like I've been dragging this, so I'm really committed to the three-year mark, and that means you know I have – it has been a lonely path, i got to tell you. Only the people that have a doctoral degree really understand, you know? Yeah, yeah. You said, and when do you when do you anticipate being done? Um, well, the classes is the classes are going to be done in August, and then you know I have to finish my dissertation. So by December, um, if God helps me here, I I would have this completed, and then I could walk in June. But you know, I just walking is no big deal. It's just there's no ceremony in December, but there that's when I will right. finish, hopefully conferred. Um, but again, it's it's back and forth with the, the with the chair. And, you know, you know, you got to fix this. You want to, I know what I was told by my chair about two or three weeks ago, you know, like we're, we're co-authors. I, I didn't, I never, I saw it that way, but he said, no, my name is on your dissertation as your chair. So I have to make sure your product represents not only the organization, but myself as well. I was like, wow, you know, I, it's really deeper than what I thought, you know? Yes, it is. It's a complete package. And I, I, I can understand now having served as a chair of dissertation. I will tell you it's very true because it's like you're 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 birthing a kid. You are the exactly. birth mother or founding mother, and that's and that's important because and that sends a message out to the world in terms of your own individual contribution too. So like even today, I cited Dr. Joe Levine in my conversation. That was 13, 14 years ago, and I still herald his name to this day. He's long since retired, but I herald his name in my success because if it weren't for him and guiding and believing. 
I would not have finished. A lot of folks don't finish. They'll get to the eight, you know, get right, to the exactly. course, and then they'll stop because life happens. But you don't. Life happens you exactly. Won't. You know, so I'm so proud, and I do want to remind you on June 11th, we're going to be having the um, DS dinner, the thing at UM. It's this mm-hmm. coming June. There is, you'll see a ballot will go out next, either today or tomorrow, to remind you to vote for the, the winners because you get to vote as mm-hmm. well. So you'll vote electronically through the SurveyMonkey platform that we created. And then in addition, I would love for you to be there. If you could buy a ticket and be there because I want you to introduce the winner this year for your award last year. Um, for, uh-huh. you know, so I would love for you to be there. So it's June 11th at 6.30 p.m. at the University of Miami, the same place. Count me in, and, and definitely I'll pay the fee. You know, uh, I'm, I'm one of your fans and supporters for life, so um, it's, uh, it's just please excuse this year that has been mind-boggling. Listen, I I listen, you had you changed jobs. Career, you change careers. You you're in the midst. You're you're post fifty percent done with your program. I mean, you got a lot going on, and you're still weathering it. You know. In fact, can I call you right back? Let me log off the computer. I'm going to call you back and ask you a question. Yes, call me right back because I want you want to share some things from work as well. Okay. 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 Thanks. 